You are listening to A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. Tips, tricks, and stories on how to succeed in sales and life. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. I'm your host, Aaron Rector. And as always, super excited to be able to bring you my fabulous guest. And today I have an amazing guest. Crystal English is with me today. She is the Corporate Marketing Director for NTH Consultants, coming to us live from Michigan this morning. Good morning, Crystal. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much. How are you today? Doing pretty good. It's a Friday, so it's good. Yes, always good to be (laughs) celebrating a Friday. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk to you for many, many reasons, but why don't you give us a brief introduction? So who is Crystal English? Let's see, where do I even begin? Um, I I guess first and foremost, I am a mom um, to two little girls, six and three. So they're, I think they're my main job. Of course, (laughs) of course they are. (laughs) (laughs) And then on top of that, um, like you said, I'm the corporate marketing manager for NTH. We're an um, engineering firm, geotechnical, um, environmental engineering. So we do deal a lot with roads and utilities, infrastructure, things like that. And um, we're also, one of the unique parts of our firm is we're 100% employee owned. So basically everyone owns the companies. We're all owners and we all, you know, it's nice because you kind of have to put a lot of effort into what you do because it's like, this isn't yeah. just... That's One fantastic. Owning it, everybody's an owner. So yeah, that's awesome. You don't really hear too much of that anymore. So that's really no. That's awesome. Part of why I joined, and then I guess some of the other things I do. I'm also the content manager for Detroit Mom. It's a um, it's a, you started out kind of more of a blog, but it's more of a resource now. You know, we do a lot of social media blog posts, little mini blogs, um, events, those kinds of things for uh, moms in the local area. And we're part of the City Mom Collective, which is kind of an overall group. So different, you know, moms kind of see moms or right. or they go do City Moms like that. And so that's kind of something I just recently took on because I used to, well, I still do. I uh, am a contributing writer as well to the group. And then I guess some other things. Um, <laughs> I am also the programs manager, or I guess they call them director for SMPS, um, Southeast Michigan. So wow. society for marketing professional services. So we kind of put on events, both webinars and in-person events for um, people in our industry. So more of the services marketing area and business development. And then recently, um, I'm on the PTO for my older daughter's school, and then I got roped into being a Girl Scout troop lead um, <laughs> the last couple of weeks. So oh, seems my like goodness. a lot, but I'm also a lot of it you can do online. So I'm like, well, I'm already sitting in front of a computer. So right, <laughs> just, that is the beauty just tack part. It on. <laughs> Yeah, that's the beauty part of things today. Well, maybe beauty and not so beauteous at times because I feel the same way. Like, I feel like sometimes it's just like, oh, I can do that too. It's just another tab in my, you know, on my browser that I need open. But yeah, sometimes that can be uh, overwhelming. Well, that is, that's quite the introduction. So um, again, welcome so much to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. And I'm really excited to dive into our topic because I think that it's so important. It's something that I talk about quite a bit, but it's always obvious good to hear everyone's experience with this, but what we're going to be talking about today, guys, is how to ask for what you're worth and believing in yourself. I think that this is so important. I know that I personally have had numerous conversations with mompreneurs and you just entrepreneurs in general about, you know, how to essentially 
know what they're worth and then ask for what they're worth. So really excited to talk to you about this today. And so why don't we just dive in? Tell me, first of all, Crystal, why is this uh, topic so important to you? Mostly because of the current job I'm in. And also, you know, I said my first job is really my children. And so when I came to this job, it was really important for, especially like the flexibility to be able to, I had a one daughter going into kindergarten at the time where she was already in kindergarten. So I needed to make sure that I could still, you know, drop off and pick up because before that, even with daycare, I was dropping my kids off at like 630 in the morning. And it was just, (laughs) I don't want to do that. That time should be them waking up and, you know, maybe watching a cartoon and eating breakfast and like, we're getting ready slowly and not me just like hurrying up and like, right. (laughs) Let's get out of the door. So I think, especially for moms, it's just really important to have flexibility. That was always my first question. when I interview for jobs, I'm like, what are you expecting out of me? Like, what are my hours? Do I have to be like sitting in front of my computer for all eight hours? Right. Can I take breaks? You know? Yeah, that's super important. And, you know, I think for me, Personally, I've been really spoiled in the industry because I have essentially worked from home for 12, 13 years now. So it's just something that I've been really used to. And then during the pandemic, I went back to a job where I did not have flexibility. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, how did my mom do this for 18 years? Like, I just don't even know. So that's such a great point that you bring up. So awesome. I'll let you continue. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was telling you before. So yeah, I've been in the architecture and engineering. They call it AEC, architecture, engineering, and construction. I've been in this industry for about 14 or so years. I'm not from Michigan. I'm actually originally from California, but I met my husband out in um, California and he's from Michigan. So after we had my first daughter, we decided to move somewhere closer to family. And unfortunately, my parents are in Texas. My Both my siblings are spread out in California, so they weren't even in LA. And then Michigan just seemed like it had the bigger opportunities to see like my husband's sister and his parents, like just more people that we could get to the, um, you know, help out with the kids when we had something come up. Right. So I had moved here with one firm. And then at some point right before the pandemic, and this is kind of where the, you know, the asking for what your worth comes in, I got recruited by somebody. I got a phone call and I was like, it seemed like it was basically the same job I was doing. So I was like kind of iffy about it, but it was slightly different and it was kind of more on the communication side. So I was a little more excited about it because I wasn't really doing that at my previous firm. I was like, well, I still have a job. And there's no indication that I'm going to be let go or anything. So, right, right. <laughs> I, you know, at that point, I just thought to myself, you know, what's, I have nothing to lose at this point. So I'm just right. going to ask for what I think. So I first asked, well, what is, what's your salary range? And she gave me a range depending on like experience. And she's right. like, so you might be on the higher end because at that time I had, I was 14 years. So probably at the time I was about 12 years of experience, Right. you know, then I was like, okay. So I put as high as I put on the higher end of what they said, I put like the absolute maximum. They're just going to offer me less. It doesn't matter at this point. My, one of my first questions in my interview, you know, once we did the regular questions that they always ask was what are my hours going to be? Is there flexibility? And she basically said your salary. So really, I just need you to work 40 hours. But if it's like six hours one day and 10 hours the next day, I don't care. Oh, just, that's, that's as long awesome. as it's 40 hours for the week and people can find you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I started in January of 2020 and then the pandemic hit and I was like, all right. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was kind of crazy, but then that was at a different firm. And then this past must've been May. 
Yeah, April or May, I got an, I got another phone call from a different firm and same thing. I was like, what's your salary range? What's your flexibility? Because I don't want to come back into the office if I don't have to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so that was another thing. I was like, at this point, again, my boss seems like, you know, we just had our reviews and everything. And I was also even thinking about going into consulting because I've been doing this for so long. And I right. wanted to be able to, again, drop my daughter off at a decent time and pick them up, not like you have to pick them up by 630 before they start charging you more. Or maybe it was five. Right. Like, I want to pick them up at four. If I can so like, like $5 for every minute you're late kind of exactly. thing. Yep. So I was like, okay. I'm like this pandemic has showed me that and shown all these companies that people can work from home and still get yes. the job done. My boss said, what would it take for you to, to come to our firm? And I was like, I need more money lots of flexibility and just working from home. And that was it. She, you know, they offered me more. I got a better title than I had. And then it was, she basically said, yeah, if there's no reason for you to be in the office, then as long as we can get a hold of you. That's fantastic. It's 40 hours. (laughs) It's so interesting too, again, because I've been doing this for so long working in the work from home scenario. And because the company that I work for now, I joined after I, you know, just joined this year, obviously after the pandemic started and I didn't realize before I started that they were in the office every single day and face-to-face meetings all the time. So this whole virtual world was a brand new thing for everyone, um, especially in my company. And I think that it's really just shown a lot of people like, Hey, people can work from home. And it's interesting. It's you obviously have to have a a work-life balance and be able to kind of separate that workspace from home space. Even now, now it's the same space. So (laughs) that's a whole different conversation, but so talk to me a little bit about, so what's going through your head when you're, you know, first of all, it's super impressive that you're getting these phone calls, people just reaching out to you. That's amazing. So I think everybody would love to be in that situation. What were some of the things going through your head when you're deciding to, you know, ask for these bigger and better things? A lot of it just had to do with having to almost give myself that pep talk. Hey, there's a reason they're re- they're reaching out to me. You have the experience. There's no reason why you can't just ask. But I feel like, you know, on the flip side, if it wasn't that case, how do you, you know, you kind of still have to give yourself that pep talk. And I recently had a friend who said, hey, to her boss, I need more money or I'm going to start looking for another firm. And they tried to give her more money, but it wasn't enough. And so she looked for another firm and now she's happy and wow, <laughs> getting what she wants. And, you know, and like, I talked to her a little bit about it. A couple of friends, actually, you know, they're like, it's just been kind of awesome. Just with my story, there's some people who are like, Hey, you know, either they've gotten a phone call or they've heard what I've gone through. And can you just give me some advice? And then I, it's almost like free coaching at that point, but right. it's okay. <laughs> it's, right. not, it's not my, you know, it's not really my, <laughs> Thing, but you know, oh, cool. I've inspired you to, you know, I'm like, well, how long have you been doing this? Got to think about how long have you been doing this? What is your actual worth? When I was in California, what, well, what was I making in California? What would that translate if I was still in California? Well, I should be right. at this. I should right. be at this rate by now. So I'm going to ask for it, you know? So I had to, even if the cost of living is cheaper in Michigan, I still had, you know, it's like, but if I would have stayed in California, this is how much I should be making. So I'm going to ask 
That's, that's awesome. And, you know, it's really important to, um, a couple of things that you said there being that inspiration and sharing your story, no matter what it is. And that's really, that's actually the reason I do this podcast is because I've been through a lot of different things in my life. I mean, whether it be through hardships or just success. And I feel like it's good to share all of those things because you never know who you're going to inspire. And I think it's great that you're free coaching your friends <laughs> that, that need some inspiration. But another thing that I was going to mention is it's so not funny, but like, it's so amazing to me where people start to kind of degrade their worth essentially. And I see it a lot with business owners because obviously I work with a lot of business owners, but people in general, and I know back, you know, back years ago, probably 13, 14 years ago, before I got into the food safety industry, one of the most eye-opening moments for me was, and I just, this kind of sparked, you know, what you were talking about, about making sure that I'm asking for what I'm worth, because I remember I was in a job and it was a hard job. I was a general manager of a restaurant and I was not making anything. I mean, I was I think I was making 28,000 a year. I mean, it was nothing. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. However, so I ended up getting, thank goodness, another job offer. And it was fantastic. It's actually the job that boosted my career to to where I am now. I remember calling my boss and telling him, I was like, uh, I got another job offer and I'm taking it. And so when he was like, well, how much are they paying you? It was like the first question. And so I told him and he was like, well, I'll match it. And I'm thinking that's $10,000 more a year. (laughs) Like, are you telling me that I haven't been worth that? And so now like you're just seeing what I, I guess, just because I just accepted, you know, whatever they offered. So that was a really big lesson for me. I mean, even though I had already moved on to a new job and was really happy with what I was doing, I was like, wow, like he had the ability to pay me a lot more money, but just didn't because I never said anything or I never, you know, pushed the envelope. So it really was such an experience It has stuck with me obviously till today. And, you know, it's just one of those things to to, to keep in mind. So I'd also just love to hear, you know, when you're going through these decisions on making, you know, making a decision, sorry, stumbling <laughs> over there. So making a decision on deciding what you're worth. I know you mentioned, you know, your experience in California and like kind of the, the going rate and stuff, but what other factors do you factor into deciding, okay, I am worth this. Cause I know we have a lot of coaches that listen, a lot of business owners that and that's, it can be a struggle is deciding how much am I worth? How, how much should I put on my quote unquote hourly rate or how much right. should I put on my whatever coaching session? Talk to me a little bit about, uh, more about how do you factor in? What do you factor into those decisions? Um, I would say definitely experience. I use a lot of the online, like indeed or glass store or whatever to kind of figure out, okay, what are other companies paying for this? you know, amount of experience. And then I kind of figure out, okay, well, what have I been doing? You know, I mentioned I do the SMPS Southeast Michigan and that's all volunteer work. So I'm like, okay, but I'm also, it's like free advertising for my company right? as well as, you know, some of the other companies involved. So I'm like, okay, think about that thing because, you know, it's like, you kind of have to look outside of um, just your experience too. So I guess the second thing is, what are you doing outside of that regular job that could translate into, you know, this position or could use as, as I said, free advertising or some other skill set that might necessarily not be in the job description, but that you could bring to your company. So I think those two factors for sure. And then I, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I just, I kind of put myself in the position of kind of seeing what's out there too. How many applicants were there trying to figure that out? Like how many other people did actually apply to this job? In my case, I got lucky because someone reached out to me, which means they hadn't found someone yet. (laughs) But there are those jobs, you know, even 
like the job I had when I moved here, they hadn't found anyone yet. And they were willing to take a risk on someone that didn't even live in Michigan yet, but that was moving there. And so I had to think about that. Like, are they willing to help me move? Are they, will you be able to give me some kind of stipend to move there? You know, cause I could figure out, oh, there must not be as much talent for what I do. If they're, a, if they're reaching out to me and B, you know, if they're willing to help me out with these certain things, then, you know, like you got to think there's all those factors, but clearly if you're the right fit, then they're willing to, um, they're willing to go that extra distance to get you into their company. Yeah. I think that that's really important. You know, what you said about experience and then, you know, it's interesting too, because anything I've had many experiences in my life where I'm like, I don't really realize that a situation can be valuable to what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. So um, to kind of just add on to that is just make sure that you, you know, speak up no matter what it is. Like if you feel like it could add value to what you're doing, like even if, again, if you, like you said, not necessarily in the job description, but it could definitely be beneficial. I mean, my job that I work with now, I mean, I do have food safety experience. I didn't have a ton of sales experience, but it has turned out to be so many different things that I have brought to the table that like, I never even imagined like my background in recruiting and being able to, you know, help them find um, specialists when we need it, you know, just all of these different things that have, you know, really proven valuable to where, where I'm at today. So no, that's all fantastic information. And I just totally lost my train of thought, which happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's the mom brain. You can always blame it. It on the is mom the brain. mom brain. Oh, well, that's a good point. We can talk about that too. I think it's really important. Oh, I did just remember what I was going to talk about, but that's okay. Um, I think it's really important <laughs> to think big and to ask big to be an example for your children. So that's one thing that's really important to me with my son, Lucas, is just making sure that to show him, just go for it. Like what's the worst thing that can happen? I think for me, it might be a little bit easier because I'm in sales and it does happen quite a bit. What's the worst thing they can say? No, <laughs> like, I mean, exactly. What is literally the worst thing that can happen? I mean, that's it. Nothing else is going to happen to you. Like they're just going to say, no, we can't do that. And in most situations, when we're talking about, you know, maybe applying for a job or working for another company, if you aim big, they're probably just going to come back with a counter offer, you know, and then you can decide like, oh, is that really what I'm uh, looking for or not? You know, that's something that I think most people do, but my husband and I, you know, anytime we're selling something, we aim high with, and, and then we have what the minimum we would take for whatever it was. We sold his truck recently and it's like, well, we're going to post it for this and we're just going to hope to get this out of it. So, right. <laughs> you know, there's always that negotiation that goes on. So that's super important. Talk to me a little bit more about where can we find you? I know you've got a, a laundry list of things going on. So talk to <laughs> us a little bit about some of the volunteer work that you do. I'll start with SMPS because that is the reason I stayed in the industry. So SMPS is the Society for Marketing Professional Services. Um, they're headquartered. I want to say it's Virginia. I know it's in the East Coast, <laughs> somewhere near DC, but not quite DC. And then they have all these chapters. And I was doing volunteer work with the LA chapter when I was out there. So okay. it was great because it's easily transferable to Michigan because there's a Michigan chapter. And I think that's also important too, is you got to have some of those extracurricular things that help whether or not your company will pay for it or not. Luckily our company does, you know, cause they want you to have that professional development. And so right. a majority of the companies I worked with paid for my membership because they know how valuable it is to me. And right. 
And, you know, and there's good takeaways. Even my boss before she was my boss said, oh, I really liked the program you had on, I think it was networking in the virtual world. I can't even remember, but this um, lady, Jen Newman, she's very prominent within the SMPS world, among others. And she also, you know, they kind of work with businesses, not so much coaching, but some kind of very specific to the AEC industry. And so I brought her on for a program and she kind of talked about here a couple of tips and was providing value. And my boss said it provided value. And I made sure in my interview to hit home, like, yep. And there's going to be more like that because I'm still doing it. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's part of what it, what it is and why I do some of these volunteer things is because it is providing value to not only my job, but then I do the PTO because I know it's valuable to what my daughter's learning and like the things that they're going to, the teachers need that the cities don't always, they don't budget for those things or the school right. board doesn't always budget. So I'm like, right. I definitely want to help out. My mom helped out at school. So kind of like you were just saying, like being that mentor or, you know, showing your kids, this is what you can do. And, you know, having my mom as a role model of what she had to kind of, like you mentioned, like, I don't know how she did all of that. Like I remember sometimes (laughs) my brother would have to pick us up after school or because she was still at the office. And I told her, I remember one time she came to pick me up, but then she had to come back to the office and I helped her stuff envelopes. You know, I was like, no, I didn't. I never forgot doing that, but it was still kind of cool. Just being another, you know, just to see what, what does my mom do? Not stuff envelopes, but she's doing all the stuff, right. <laughs> you know, that has to go in the envelopes. Right. But you know, that's why I do what I do, you know, and then my daughter's always been interested in Girl Scouts and I was looking into it and then got a call from another mom who was looking into it. Do you want to be a co-troop leader? And I was, she was like, we need, you, you need enough <laughs> to have it open up for enough girls to join. I was like, as long as there's going to be other people, because I'm already doing all these other things and they are too, you know, both of the, um, both of our big are all now we're like four or five troop leaders, which is great. All of them are working moms. Right. So it was like, yeah, as long as we can have that and also be there for our girls. Cause that's really in the end, it was like, I got to be there for the kids. And that's why I do some of that volunteer work because I just want to, ensure they're getting what they need and like especially Girl Scouts I'm all about the leadership so they're that's one of the big things that we want to stress is like we're going to get someone in here to teach leadership skills on top of like the crafts and the nature and right also want steam and all that stuff that's so important and you know it's interesting because my son is in kindergarten and so we're just getting into this world so you know now I'm filling out the the PTO paperwork and the um (laughs) actually so it was actually last night. Um, apparently they sent something home about Cub Scouts. He has never even like mentioned Cub Scouts to us ever. And then all of yeah. a sudden he was like, but I want to do it. And we're like, not this year, but next year, maybe <laughs> he also hasn't been on best behavior. So it wasn't like we were excited to give him anything, to, <laughs> right. you know, fun and exciting, but he just started crying. He's like, but I want to be a Cub Scout. And I'm like, you've literally never said that before. But my <laughs> point being, it really is important to, I mean, it's important to me and obviously sounds like important to you to really show our children. I mean, I think, especially for you with having girls, I think it's really important to show them that strong female leadership role. And for me with the son, I feel like it's important to still show him, you know, that women are just as equal, maybe a little better. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, just teaching him to respect women and to respect women in leadership roles. So I think that that's just so important um, to be that role model. But on the other hand, it is also still important to take care of yourself and not 
overdo it, which I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us overdo it, but I think Mm -hmm. we're getting better as a society to, you know, kind of be able to speak up and say, Hey, you know, like you said, with the the scout leadership, you know, as long as there's others to, you know, kind of share the responsibility because Mm -hmm. that came up with something, uh, recently for me. And and now I can't even remember what it was, but I was like, as long as someone else can help me, I'm fine with it. But I, there's no way I can take on this responsibility by myself. I think that that's really important that you realize that and that you're able to kind of speak up and share that. So awesome. So, you know, again, I think that this is just such an important topic, you know, oh gosh, I can't even remember the name of the book. So he'd probably kill me, but, um, there's a book by Steve Harvey. I don't know if you're familiar with him, the comedian, Mm -hmm. Uh, I forget the name of it. I'll have to look that up. Just ask, just ask Mm -hmm. big. And, you know, that was one of the things that he talked about is just no matter how big or crazy it sounds, just ask for it because you may not get exactly that, but you might end up higher than where you really wanted to be in the first place. So I just think it's such an important thing and to empower for, especially us as women to empower each other. Cause I feel like sometimes we struggle, you know, being able to kind of see what we're worth and being comfortable asking for that. So, you know, it's the same thing I see in the sales world all the time is people are just afraid to ask the question. It, it's so simple, but it, it can be scary sometimes. I'm so glad that you joined me today and I would love to hear, I would love for you to tell um, the audience where we can find you. Mostly do Instagram and Facebook, but Instagram's probably where I do the most <laughs> of anything. Extra shorty, it's X-T-R-A-S-H-O-R-T-Y. That was awesome. a nickname my sister's friend gave me because she used to call my sister <laughs> shorty. And then we were on the dance team together and then the, she was a senior and I was a freshman. So then she like said something and she goes, wait, you're not shorty. You're like extra shorty in it. <laughs> So thanks, April. I still remember her. I don't know if my sister keeps in touch with her, but I'm like, remember it was April Brown. That's so thanks hilarious. Because I've used it for everything. That's awesome. Um, I mean, that's a great nickname. I love it. I know. And I haven't grown since high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, the audience is dying to know. So how tall are you? <laughs> five, five foot even with shoes on. I might be a little bit under, I'm not Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm at the doctor. I'm about five foot. So we'll just go with that. (laughs) Take every inch you can. (laughs) Awesome. Guys, we'll have all the information in the show notes, but uh, make sure that you follow uh, extra shorty on Instagram (laughs) and anywhere else that we can find you. I'm a heavy user of LinkedIn, mostly because of the um, industry, you know, business folks, it should be under crystal English. Some, my maiden name's Tabinkura, which is Filipino. And so sometimes some people are like, wait, and then they have to kind of right. do the double take to make sure it's me. <laughs> Don't know if it's on there, but it's still me. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but really LinkedIn and Instagram are kind of my main. This seems to be the, yeah, the main thing these days is uh, LinkedIn and Instagram, not so much Facebook anymore. Awesome. Well, Crystal, you have absolutely been a delight to speak with today. And again, just such a great topic to be able to bring up and inspire other women to just, you know, just ask again, what's the worst that can happen? So just can say no, or maybe just give you a little less. That's why I always kind of like Steve Harvey, like go big, yeah, figure it out from there. Exactly. Exactly. Such great advice. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Crystal and guys until next time. Thank you for listening to a cup of confidence with Aaron Rector. Be sure to review us on Apple podcasts. And if you like what you heard, make sure you share with your friends.